Hello and welcome to another episode of the Two Bros Podcast. We are Two Bros. This is the Two Bros Podcast. Welcome, welcome. Well, this is match day two of the quarterfinals of the World Cup. And let me just start by saying that a lot of people go get the name wrong. This is not FIFA. This is the World Cup. It's the FIFA World Cup. Uh, FIFA is the governing body of uh, all football in the world. And they organize a World Cup a tournament once every four years. So calling it FIFA is not accurate because FIFA is the body or it's the video game, you know. So, yeah, just uh, get the vernacular right if you can. Anyway, moving on. We had some interesting uh, matches again yesterday, some more shocking results, uh, and we got to get right into it. Obviously, if you are a football fan, you must be following the game, and I hope you were. Uh, Morocco beat Portugal 1-0. Now, I'll tell you what, on paper, this looks like a shock result, but if you'd seen the match, uh, Morocco really deserved to go through. It's There was no doubt about it. Uh, Portugal, in my opinion, really, really wasteful in their uh, possession, really wasteful in their passes. The, there was just no link up. Xiao Felix, barring a few moments, just a complete uh, stranger on the pitch. Bruno Fernandes, I, I don't know what's happened to him. He was such a good player last season. Now he doesn't look like he enjoys football at all. He's just whining and crying and cursing and fighting with the ref and diving. I, I What happened to this guy? He was, he was United's best player last season. I mean, barring David De Gea, he was the most consistent performer. And think of the the lockdown matches. I mean, Bruno was, you know, just killing it. And I don't know what's happened to him. That's basically what kept him in place in the Portugal squad as well. But he has not delivered. His final pass was off. His, he, I don't know. They just look like a bunch of strangers, like they had met for the first time on the pitch. It just did not link up for them. Um, and again, with the team selection, how is it that you start Jao Cancelo on the bench? I, I don't understand. Was he injured? I'm not aware of that. Um, uh, I, I don't get it. Even Ronaldo started on the bench. Now, I don't know what to say about the whole Ronaldo saga. Yes, uh, the same rhetoric has been repeated by a lot of people about Manchester United, starting all the way back from Jose Mourinho, then Zlatan and uh, others who have come in the past. Even Van Gaal, for instance, all the way back in 2015, I would say. But uh, yeah, so Morocco went ahead in the 42nd minute. A beautiful cross. And a thumping header from Yusuf El Naziri, I want to say Naziri. And uh, keeper completely missed it, completely misjudged it. The uh, striker, I mean, for his credit, took a big leap in front of the keeper. Defender was nowhere. I mean, defender was there, completely out-muscled. And he just had to head into an open goal. One bounce uh, inside the six-yard box and then up into the roof of the net. Unstoppable header. And that basically set the tone for the game. They threw in Ronaldo and Cancelo at 51 minutes. And uh, there was a lot of time. They could have done something. But then uh, and another thing happened. Roman Saiz, their you know, talisman defender, had to be stretched off. It looked like he had pulled, uh, pulled his hamstring quite seriously. It was already bandaged. And this time he had to pick off the stretch. I remember in the last game, uh, Roman Saiz, was, uh, he got his hamstring uh, bandaged tight just to like hold on for the last couple of minutes against Spain 
but looks like his tournament is over because he had to be stretched off uh, really sad uh, i do have him he's a constant uh, presence in my premier league fantasy team so yeah i feel bad for him uh, anyway barring that uh, after that i think morocco just kind of set up a low block there was then there was nothing in it barring a few chances i think ronaldo got a shot away towards the end a uh, pretty tame effort straight at the keeper and here's an interesting stat that uh, i came across okay now the only goal that morocco have conceded in the whole tournament has come against canada imagine they had a clean sheet against croatia because it was a goalless draw they beat belgium 2-0 they beat canada 2-1 and then with spain they blocked three penalties so clearly it's only they've conceded one goal in four or five games now in in the world cup that's crazy those are crazy numbers and <laughs> i don't know how the golden uh, glove thing works i'm not sure but this yasin benu guy definitely you know deserves it for this kind of an effort it was incredible uh, defending from morocco not that uh, like i said portugal i i don't know man I, i was not happy for the kind of people you have on the pitch i mean jao felix bernardo silva was off completely off ruben neves on the pitch completely off pepe came close i remember and here's here's the thing about diego dalo okay he is not a consistent performer i know he's a united player he is not a consistent performer he cannot give you service like compared to the likes of trent and uh, uh, andrew robertson for instance his i remember there's a point he had acres of space ronaldo in the middle bunch of guys along with the defensive line and he blasted well wide and he's it's short and head was curving away and it was just a wasteful pass and i'm like you can't do that this is the world cup you know the time for uh, practice is gone how how are people not able to cross the ball and as per footmob he's been rated 7.0 but god no his passing was off he had he made some good runs into the channel but nothing nothing fruitful he was uh, i think he was through on one side he tried to cross it straight at the keeper straight at the keeper there's nothing in it and here's the other thing i'm going to end up going on a rant about crosses and i had this rant i think a couple of days ago with brother what's happened to the quality of crosses in football in general i mean go back 10 15 years you know crosses used to have a little bit of a loop on them they used to come from a distance and you know strikers couldn't in fact attack them and they were really difficult to defend against now it just comes flat even corners if you plant a guy parallel to the uh, the the goal post nearest to the corner side it's going to come straight at him there's no i don't know i don't know how to you know it's it's just have you noticed this if you have just like uh, throw in a comment or leave a message on our instagram page or something but this is crazy the level of crossing think of uh, think of luke shaw Now there was a marked difference last year between United and I know I talk a lot about United because I am a United fan. Think of the difference between the service provided by Luke Shaw. Yes, he is on his day he can turn up provide a good service, but he is generally like a low cross across the box or a or he takes corners from the left hand side, but his crosses are quite flat. Now compare that with the likes of Alex Alex Telles who was also there on the left back side. His crosses were used to have that loop on it. and if you plant a guy in the middle he is going to attack and he is going to get to it but there's just nothing in these crosses anymore 
corners how much people have stopped scoring from corners i remember back uh, during the ferdinand vidic uh, days a corner used to always mean a chance now it's like yeah now it's whatever it's it's just a thing you do now i don't know i don't know what to make of this so something clearly going on and maybe it's a i don't know if it's a change of tactics or it's just the way people play and they want more pace on the ball so you just need to get something on it to guide it home i don't know what the deal is but i am just not uh, convinced by this anywho moving on to the game post midnight in india which was england versus france now this was boiling up to be a very very exciting affair uh it was hard to call on paper you would call france uh, because just of the firepower they've got england midfield of uh, declan rice henderson and bellingham now bellingham offered bellingham had a really good game why is he rated at 6.8 in this app really weird declan rice uh, solid as always really good uh, i like him uh, in this uh, deeper sort of a role picks the ball off the defenders and he breaks play quite often i remember he uh took out griezmann so many times henderson to be honest did not offer much for me uh, you know and in addition uh foden foden played till the 85th minute and it was only then that marcus rashford was introduced i think foden was not uh built for this game it was quite physical it was a physical game uh he was he was basically out muscled on the left uh i don't know he had a good thing going on with theo hernandez and yeah, a lot of fouls out of this and that but uh yeah a uh, lot of drama in this game as well let's see who is on england's bench uh, mason mount could have been a better option compared to henderson and he uh, came back late on as well sterling sterling could have made those runs along the channel rashford of course i would have picked rashford over foden for instance that would have offered them a lot because rashford likes to run at defenders and defense yesterday from the french was just all over the place all over the place jack grealish yes he could have offered more uh, instead of foden i would say uh, trippier i don't know why he's not starting um, conor cody trent trent is on the bench imagine even calvin phillips he could have bossed the midfield but again he's got no game time uh, anyway so France get ahead early with uh, Chouameni on the goal. What a strike that was! Just amazing, like pinpoint accuracy, fantastic across the goal. Keeper diving to his right, no chance, nothing to it. Uh, and mind you, this was something that I mentioned in my previous episode. Antoine Griezmann with two assists for the game. Crazy, crazy uh, what he's been doing. A silent, silent kind of a partner who just kind of pulls the strings and do, does his job. That puts in a shift. but uh, like i mentioned the uh, defense uh, the french defense was all over the place uh, harry kane uh, got a penalty at 54 minutes and equalized and then at this point you're thinking okay now it's game on because french the french had kind of started becoming a bit cavalier with possession they were dispossessed a number of times in the midfield uh, mbappe also wasteful in the in the in the you know in possession and here's something that england did uh, they basically put two defenders on him at all times uh, and they, that basically neutralized him mbappe had a very tame game i don't even think he had a shot on goal or something even if he did it was inconsequential but uh, that was i don't know if the england team heard my podcast and took my suggestions and they did that or gareth southgate has the credentials to make that kind of call has the the experience to make that kind of call has the intellect i don't know it's up for debate i mean who can tell 
uh that being said the uh, game carried on and then after the goal it kind of opened up a bit uh uh waves and waves of french attack olivier giroud he missed the chance just before that and then uh at 78 minutes he got a beautiful cross from antoine griezmann now if you give a cross like that to a guy like giroud nine times out of 10 he's going to put it in the back of the net that's what i'm talking about just if you don't do anything else at least watch this goal the quality on the ball by griezmann oh my word fantastic and at 78 minutes you're thinking yeah they're going to ride it out 12 minutes to go it's going to be a shut shop kind of a thing england immediately respond by throwing in mason mount raheem sterling um uh, uh france take off uh, dembele bring on kingsley coman i don't know why they both offer the same thing uh, not much in it and then at the 84th minute there's a cross going in towards uh, the center of the penalty area mason mount is chasing it and theo hernandez just clatters into him from the back and puts him down the referee doesn't give it and he's the referee had a shocker he was so bad it looked like he was he'd been paid off and he's not even shy about it it was really really shocking uh, decisions made even the little niggles here and there little calls here and there uh french players going down too easily too easily mbappe i mean come on dude why you got to dive like that all the time come on this is just not up you're a professional footballer set an example of how football is to be played and even even then like they're playing the ref they're not playing the game if anything happens they start charging the ref i don't like it play the game play the whistle If the whistle hasn't gone shut your mouth and keep playing I don't know why this is becoming a thing and even guys in Portugal were doing this Bruno Fernandes was leading the charge always complaining always criticizing I don't know what his deal is he's just he's a grumpy man he needs therapy just go and get some uh, you know take a load off your mind I don't know what's going on man figure it out anyway up steps Harry Kane and you're thinking he's going to dispatch it because we know we, over the years we've seen how reliable Harry Kane is with penalties he's the penalty taker for Spurs uh you just you just know he's going to put it away but that's the thing i think he got into his head a bit he went uh his first penalty was really good i mean it was still rising when it hit the net it was really powerfully struck towards the left keeper no chance even if he had gotten a hand on it but it would have gone back but this time i think he got into his own head because the guy facing him was hugo lori and they're they're obviously teammates from spurs so i think he knows i reckon they've done a lot of practice sessions and he knows where kane really goes so he tried to improvise and try to do something different and uh, he blasted the penalty over the crossbar it was not even close and uh, immediately you're thinking yeah that's curtains for england and i remember i was i was i was listening to a uh, listening to a what is it i think it was a pre match or post match review kind of a thing or like a half time review of prem of some premier league game and it was uh, i think it was michael owen on the in the commentary and he said something like you don't change your penalty routine while you're there at the world cup or at the at at the spot you don't change it you practice 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 and you try to get it perfect and then you stick to it and again even this thing with penalties people are no longer they no, penalties are not convincing anymore it's not they're trying to like roll it in they're trying to tap it in trying to disguise and trying to uh, fox the keeper you know just if you plant a good penalty as a keeper i can tell you this not a damn thing you can do about it there are areas of the pitch of the goal post where a keeper cannot reach if it is well struck there's no chance about there's no doubt about it and you're a professional footballer that's literally your job you got to do this Kane went for so much power it was rising i think it left the stadium and went into orbit it was ridiculous how 
weird it was and immediately uh, you could see their hearts sunk and uh, yeah it didn't happen marcus rashford thrown in immediately afterwards 85th minute he comes in for foden which should have been done a long time ago because majority of the second half foden did not offer much going forward i would say uh jack grail is thrown in much later for john stones i don't know what that was about 90 plus 8 minutes and we had 8 minutes of added time if i'm not mistaken yeah i think england caused their own downfall they obviously 85th minute penalty and um, you're thinking it goes straight to extra time and then it's anybody's game and then penalties who knows yeah so there you have it uh, now it's a semi final france versus morocco and on the other side it's argentina versus croatia uh the script very much alive for messi to turn up and uh, finally claim the world cup uh between france and morocco hard to say i mean the way morocco have been playing and they just look like they just look like they wanted more they ended up becoming the first african team ever to reach the semi finals of a world cup and deservedly so i mean i mean the numbers speak for themselves fine it was a 1-0 victory but a win is a win at this stage that you just don't care uh hard to call that one france versus uh, morocco if i'm a betting man france have more quality uh, i would say they would have a narrow victory a 1-0 or a 2-1 or something argentina croatia again difficult to call um i you can't predict with croatia if they turn up they turn up if they don't then it's argentina's game i don't know i don't know what to call uh if france do end up in the final i do think they can take argentina i do think they can take croatia so i'm still a betting man if i if i'm a betting man i would still bet on france for the cup again it could be a repeat of last year's final last time's final i think it was france versus croatia last time as well wasn't it i'm just going to find out i think it was my internet is acting up today anyway yeah i think it was that france won the cup i remember pogba doing the whole dab and croatia were in the final and that's the one that did not go to penalties and extra time if i'm not wrong if i'm not wrong if i'll have to check anyway thank you so much for joining me i will come back with semi final 1 semi final 2 and uh, obviously the losers match and the obviously the final and then we'll be back with the premier league and everything will be service service will resume and you know it's uh, really good to have it uh united aren't really looking that good uh, they lost to real betis obviously the lot of the first team players are missing but that's the thing you know they're still going to be fatigued and because it's a, it's been a high intense uh, intensity tournament and it's been in qatar which is for some of these european players it's it's really hard so they're going to be fatigued they're not going to be thrown right into the mix all over again immediately i'm saying uh so i guess time will tell how well united cope with the break anyway Thanks for tuning in and do like share and subscribe to the Two Bros podcast. We have an Instagram channel now. We have also have a website. Uh, it's called the Two Bros podcast.wordpress.com. I'm going to throw in the link for the Instagram page on uh, in the show notes. So stay tuned for more and I will see you on the Flippity Flip. All right. Bye-bye.